Things just ain't the same for gangsters. Quotas is changing, increments raising. New major teams, new names and faces. Pete Jansen's had another hip replacement. But the strangest things can happen with passion when you stop gapping the way that you have it. Start replacing excuses with action. Pretty soon you know your book like Cecil knows fashion. I've seen him come. Welcome to Sassel's uh, show dedicated to issues within the software as a service industry, hence SAS. Where uh, me, um, typically Jason, he's missing today, and Pete Jansen's talking oh, about. Oh, hi. Buying. I'm right here, Jamie. I, I didn't know Jason had such a uh, high pitch. Hold on. I got to get in my car seat. You're not really good at impersonations, Pete. But um, so we talk about all of our mistakes that we've had, and we're happy to share any of them with you. Um, like we've said in the past, if you could rank us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash the like button, share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and all those social media out there. That would be great. It would help the cause. Also, if you guys know, like um, we get, we do get um, approached a lot um, for small business consulting or coaching and things of that nature. So don't. If you, if you have anything in here that you're hearing that you want us to dive in and sort of help you out, don't be afraid to reach out. We, we, we do do that on the side. Um, no job too small. Today, we will, time allowed, we have two topics. The first topic we'll be talking about is closing business in Q1 and what happens with the unsurety of the economy and the budgets. And we know we're headed in the last month of the quarter, so I thought we would ask Pete, the expert, on what tactics one could do to pull deals in. And then after that, we're going to be joined by a guest today, Matt Grover. Matt's a friend of ours, and we'll jump on the show to discuss uh, digital client strategies. Is he and, in the green room right now? Yeah, we're, we're going to pull him in soon. Is um, he getting a pedicure? Yeah, he's getting a pedicure. He's currently the VP of Client Strategy at Recruitix, but uh, is about to change roles and go over to Transforce uh, Staffing, so congrats. I'm really excited about catching up with him. What about you, Pete? Ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yeah. All right. So uh, we have to pay for the show. So this episode was brought to you by NeuroNoodle. Get a doodle of your noodle, which is a brain map uh, today, and find out why you have panic attacks or any type of mental health issues. Visit neuronoodle.com. Tell them the sasshole sent you and you get 50% off. Tell them Carney sent you and get 5% off. All right. And now for the joke of the day pete go Arnie. ahead Arnie. yes pete i just found out i'm colorblind the news came out of the purple oh my gosh yeah i i don't even i don't even actually get that one leave us uh, some comments on our blog at sassholes.net carney <laughs> all right shout outs you got shout outs who do you want to start with Let's try. Uh, let's see. Steve Cerny started with me back in the day, fifteen years ago. Uh, he's having his anniversary at Beep. Yeah, Steve. I know Steve. Uh, he actually lives about a couple miles from me. Um, his kids go. Did to you cl- did you work together with Steve at Beep? At Beep, yes, I did work him. I did work there at Beep uh, a lot, actually. I like the guy. Really good guy. Um, dude. My shout out, Matt Grover, who will be joining us. Congrats on the new role at Transforce. Way to go, Matt. 
Oh, he's he's getting Who'd his he... other foot done. He's not ready. Look at that. Jump on. Look at that pinky toe. <laughs> Who do you got? Well, you know it's convenient. He's getting a pedicure. He knows uh, uh, Korean. You ever see that Seinfeld? <laughs> Uh, I got Amanda Durenzio, three years at Caldwell Banker. She's a great sales manager with me over at Beep. Uh, my my other shout is Tanya Banya. Um, she married Tanya Banya, uh, but she was working at, um, at Beep uh, for starting a new role as customer success manager at Evasort. So congrats to her. Very nice. Way to go. Last one I got, Karnak. Dan Santucci, cousin of Mike Schaefer, was announced the president at St. Patrick High School. He was a Notre Dame guy, Carney. Center. Yeah. He, uh, he played he was, football, uh, right? At the Bengals, yeah. He was on yeah. uh I want to say hard knocks. I want to say he's not he's not too old either i saw the announcement i didn't know no he, he dropped weight looks fantastic uh the only way you could tell he went to notre dame is if he uh told you which he does he does if you haven't known i i, I have a notre dame degree as yes well. you do oh i haven't told you that uh my last shout out is for nick larocco caught up with him recently he's a bdr at gov qa and a Marquette grad where I also have a degree from. He's a great kid, good head on his shoulders, and would be an asset to any company. All right, yeah. now to the news. Hey, unemployment. I guess it's surprised today, Carney. Only 700,000. Yeah, it went up, or it went down. It beat expectations. By 100,000. Which they say may show signs that the economy is stabilizing. I'm not really sure. I, I don't know. I think the Stable. stock market bubble is going to destroy the economy here soon. Which what, I think just next. Just invest in GameStop. Yeah, invest in GameStop, and you're all right, right? It'd be fantastic. Uh, what's going on with GameStop now, right? Last ten minutes before close yesterday, the Reddit people got into it. I want to say it was at $60 and I took a quick gander and uh, went from 60 to, ooh, well, it got halted two or three times. And then I want to say it was 160 uh, by six o'clock at night, central time. The Reddit guys were in something else I heard where they just. AMC, I mean. No, there was some other reason like cryptocurrency maybe that they were jumping in. Well, they were in Bitcoin, they're a Devo coin whatever Musk was doing. Then he said, hey, you know what? Bitcoin's too expensive now. He's so good. Um, Another news topic, I know it wasn't on your list, is Madigan's hand-picked predecessor stepped down after three days of taking the reins on his his role that he vacated. I Uh, missed that. What happened, Carney? Well... He was advised to take uh, to step down to avoid um, all these allegations of misconduct. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I would love to know. So if anyone's listening that knows what actually happened, uh, it would be great to know because this joke of a government is uh, is pretty funny. And then another, just not, I'm not trying to stay political, but Andrew Cuomo 
you know, all his legal issues he's dealing with the nursing home, his uh, assistant or, or something came out and uh, talked about all these sexual harassment. I mean, talk about a guy who went from, you know, uh, on top of the mountain at the beginning of COVID to now he's buried in all these legal issues some involving this handling of COVID. And I think that happened while on COVID. So it's kind of crazy. He's a smooth talker, Cardi. Yes, so. All right, now on to our main topic. So our main topic is, yeah, to, is currently today, especially with the economic landscape the way it is, despite the stock market soaring, there's uncertainty in the global economy as well as just any economy out there. And... And with that being said, I think unlike any other time that I've been in, uh, in, in business, I feel like more and more of these bigger global companies haven't finalized a budget. Um, and, and, and with that comes a lot of, you know, we, a lot of our listeners are sales guys and probably early sales guys cutting their teeth. Um, deals just being held up because the budget isn't complete, Right. And, or just because of the economic uncertainty that's out there. Deals are just getting held up. So I thought, you know, I wanted to start off the day picking Peep's brain um, on what are some tactics someone can do, uh, you know, a rep over the phone or anything like that to help expedite a deal. Or, or maybe... Maybe if they have an expedited deal, maybe there's other issues, underlying issues that they need to address. So, Pete, what are your thoughts on on, on the on the deal expedition or expedition? Well, the ability to pay and the willingness to pay are two separate issues, mm-hmm. right? You got a lion chasing you. If you and me are running in the jungle, there, Carney, yeah, lions chasing us. I just got to be faster than you, right? So. Everybody's in competition for budgets. Everybody has a budget. I don't care how bad the times are, you got a budget. You just have to be so compelling that they're going to cut something else out to keep you in. But that really gets hard to do if you're going to scramble now to get your Q1 stuff in. This should have started been started a long time ago, depending on what your sales cycle is. Right? It's it's cons- consistent value add, right? Even if you have nothing to sell them, you sell them, you, you give them your, your knowledge. So if you're not doing that consistently over time, you're going to be kind of stuck right now because p- people are in competition for, for budgets. Yeah, because I, yeah. I always think the budget, hey, they haven't approved their budget. They haven't approved their budget. I would say 90% of the time, at this point, people have an idea of what their budget is, and it's a formality on the board signing off on it, right? But they would know if if they're spending half a million or $100,000 with you, they would already know if that's in the budget or not. Well, it depends what you're selling, right? How essential is what you're selling to their business? If you can't quantify how valuable it is, you don't got a shot. Mm-hmm. You're relying on your relationship, you're screwed. I mean, I understand there could be some companies out there that have a big procurement team that say no new contracts until the budget is officially signed. And maybe there's some sort of formal process there. But when you're dealing with 80-20 rule, that 
it's probably more like 90-10 rule. 90% of the time when someone says they haven't had an idea of the budget, you would probably say that we haven't, that, that person hasn't sold the urgency or sold the value yet, correct? Well, you're selling two things. Either you're making a money or you're saving a money. Which one is it and how much? Are you doing, are you making more money or saving more money than the person that you're in competition with? You have to know what that is. And I would say, so I, So if you're doing both of those things, you're either explicitly showing them that, then why would a person not sign off on something? Could it be that because of the unsure market, they don't want to sign off on anything new to sort of ruffle the feathers? Well, what are you selling? I mean, you know, if you're selling uh, sweatshirts, right? Well, That's not a... Yeah, I agree. But you got to choose what you're selling. What I'm trying to say is like, you, Pete, are telling me that I'm going to save $100,000 by signing uh, this contract for 50000 right? And I'm kind of unsure about the economy in our company and where our company is going. Am I, I think the, I think the process here is, am I willing to say, to stand up and say in front of everyone that this is going to save us a hundred thousand if we spend 50,000 because they're reliant on you, right? You as a sales rep. So you have to be, that's where I think some of the problems come into play, right? Because you have to sort of trust are you going to step, stick your neck out on the line because a sales rep has said you're going to save $100,000? How, how can you help, I guess, close that gap? Well, you're, you're the finance guy, right? Yeah. Are, are the budgets approved yet? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, budgets approved. For the most part, our, like at companies, for the most part, like our budget's approved, but for the most part, companies, budget is approved. Or the, the, the budget owners have an idea of what their budget is. And very seldom at this point is there going to be a drastic change. There might be a very minimal change to it, but very if they do a drastic change, it's an overhaul. And that's a huge process. So, um, But when the quarter's over, don't you do like forecasting and – the- you usually do forecasting every month, but for sure after the first quarter, you forecast every month, and that forecast is your new budget. So if you're a sales guy, you got to kind of know when, what that process is, right? I need yeah. you as a coach to you know clue me in, depending on what I'm what I'm selling. I mean, if it's software, you got to know when that contract end date is, and if you know what it is, and you're waiting for the budget, you got to get a buddy in finance to kind of clue you in and let you know what, you know, what, what's going on. Hey, we don't have the, we can't approve it now because you could take a million dollar deal and break it up in 250 grand segments over the course of the year to fit it through. Couldn't you? Yeah, you could, you could chop it up any way you can. It depends on your comp plan too. You know, some comp plans are like annual billing only and we're not going to pay you uh, anything if you do monthly or quarterly, you know, without right. an exception. But that, that all depends on the complaint. I think, would you advise someone to maybe reach out to someone in finance at the company you're targeting and try to get an understanding of what the budget process is? Well, I mean, depending how big the sale is, right? And the sale, if the sale cycle is very long, 
and the, and the price is very large. You got to have a bunch of coaches that every facet, depending on what it is. Yeah, I agree with that. You're going to need to hit other aspects of the organization. One to validate what you're hearing, right? Cause you're going to hear something from, um, the decision maker, maybe that decision maker is transferring out of that role and someone's coming in and still sort of up in the air. Maybe that decision maker's on hot, on the hot seat, you know, who knows? If you have other people in the organization um, that you're talking to, it'll probably be better so that when that decision maker's giving you sort of the professional, I'm going to punt this for a couple of weeks. If they give you whatever, whatever excuse they say as to why they have to punt it, the decision for two weeks, you can maybe then use your other aspects within the organization to, you know, what do they call trance, you know, like make sure that that, that logic makes sense. No, right. I mean, again, the willingness to pay and the ability to pay, if they don't have the ability to pay, that's a condition and there's not anything you can do about it. You just have to use all your coaches in there to make sure that's the case. And if it's a condition, you have to know when the condition's going to change, like continue, continually to check up on, on the company. And again, it goes on what you're selling, you know. Is it, you know, there's a lot of souvenir salesmen out there who are hurting right now. Oh, yeah. Souvenir. Discretionary budgets. All discretionary budgets are suffering quite a bit. Uh, I imagine with virtual kickoff, a bunch of the souvenir salespeople got a big uptick because people are saving a lot of money on virtual kickoffs because uh, no one's traveling. You know, I know at the company I work for, they sent shirts and, and hoodies and everything else you can think of uh, to everyone's individual home. And it was still, you know, a fraction of the cost of what the, the kickoff typically cost. So... So how about in budget uncertain, like in economic uncertain climates, what advice would you give to reps during this time to help them just sort of push through, right? Well, work harder in Q4. I know it's easy to say right now, but it's, you, you, if you have buddies in finance, like, I always hung out with you because you were in finance, right? It's it's good to be tight with the finance people because they have the lay of the land and what the financial outlook looks like to be prepared. The stock market looks at what, six months down the road, six, nine months down the road. Or, and, or, completely, you know, to, or completely manipulation by Reddit. Well, it, yeah, it could be unless it's GameStop. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Financial options can give you a look down the future to see what they're priced in so you can get an idea of what the future looks like. Because if you know there's going to be a downturn coming up, you need six months notice to either get out, get get a new job if it's possible to sell something else, yeah. or you're going to have to, you know, put in more work at the time to make up for the down downfall that's coming. Yeah, I think your focus when you say put in more work, I think your focus is building more and more pipeline. The more pipeline you're able to build if you're a sales rep, um, the better chances you have, obviously, of hitting it. And it's not, some people will look at the dollar pipeline. Like maybe I have a half a million dollar quota. If I have $2 million of pipeline, I'm good. 
Well, not if that two million is made up of two clients, right? You need to be right. um, spread out and make sure you have as much pipeline as possible. So even when things are going good, that's the time to get even better, right? Well, I, we're making the assumption here that we're dealing with professional sales reps that know their numbers, meaning how much of the work do they have to do that are turn into sales? Phone calls, emails, whatever it is, how many leads they need to you know, turn into dollars. And if the future looks like it's going to be 40% harder, that's how much more input has to be made on the leads in order to get through the tough times. It's kind of rough to say, what do you do right now? Unless you're selling panels, pencils on the street corner, it's going to be hard to uh, get transactional stuff going in, uh, in a SaaS world, Carney. Yeah, it is. I think I'm just saying you can only control what you can control, right? Control the controllables. Isn't that what we always say? What you can control is your activity. And um, during an economic downturn or, you know, just sort of a, a bouncing type of economy the way it is right now, what can you control is consistent activity, right? And consistent activity, no matter what that is, should turn into pipeline, should turn into more pipeline. And if you were doing a, a hundred dials, uh, you know, let's say you were dialing for dollars and you're doing a hundred dials uh, a day last week, maybe step it up to 110 this week, you know, try to always improve by a little bit more um, just so you're, you're covering yourself a little bit more. A hundred dials might not cut it anymore. Well, that's kind of where you got to bring your boss in the loop because if you don't want to do the extra dials and you have to get a lot better at what you're doing to make the most out of the opportunities that you have. So if you foresee problems down the road, you better clue in your boss to get his help. Yeah. Plus you you should always bring your boss in, right? Especially right now in this economy, you want your boss to be your, you know, your boss is going to ultimately, if there is any, cuts or anything like that your boss is going to sit there and say who do i trust who do i want in my who do i want on my team i have to reduce my team from 10 to 5 you want to be one of those right. five potentially even if you don't want to be at that company you want to be one of those five until you can figure out your own exit plan and control that so i think you always bring your boss into all the strategies don't assume they know well on the bright side of things i mean the Looking at the stock market, the the opening stocks are doing well. You know, energy, banks, materials, industrials—they're all starting to uh, turn around. You know, the the tech companies are going, you know, the other way. So things are are are, are looking up. I just got my shot uh, yesterday. Biggest needle I ever saw. How do you feel? Back in, oh yeah, it's a big needle three. Three weeks I go back at the Pfizer shot. So, um, how do you feel? All right, are you feeling okay? I hear the second shot is uh, the rough one. Okay. So I have to budget some time. So you, some time. yeah, you go and you do the shot. You come back in three weeks, do the other one, and then you get a little touch of the flu or whatever, and then bam, you're you're at it. At least that's what I was told. And then so, you can go anywhere and everywhere, right? Supposedly. Still wear a mask though, Carney, but I know you love that. But I mean, things are turning around. We just have to scrap through. If you're if you're trying to get to quota this month and your sales cycle is six months, 
Uh, cough, beep. Yeah. There's not much you can do about it. You're not going to be able to do much if your cells, depending on your cell cycles. But you, once again, that's out of your control at this time, right? So if you're screwed because of your, you weren't working hard six months ago, or you weren't working hard enough to make sure you had enough opportunities out there. That doesn't well, mean, no, I mean, it just means don't get in that situation again. Well, no, the market condition six months ago, the work that you did back then was sufficient. Now you needed to do more six months ago. Yeah. You just didn't know what the market conditions were going to look like. That's why you need a bud in finance to kind of clue you in and see what the, the budgets look like. So now the best thing that you can do is let your boss know, hey, look, this is what, what the mar- my market looks like for me. This is what's changed in the last six months. Here's what I'm going to increase the input of opportunities into my funnel. Hopefully we're using Salesforce. Yeah. And to show that, you know, my quota is a million. I I was putting in 1.4 in to get to quota. Now I'm going to put in 1.6 or is it 2.8? Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And make sure it's real and it's not fake stuff. Yeah. And how about this? Would you say um, when a deal gets sort of held up and you're not really sure why, and it keeps getting moved from closing, you know, three months ago to closing two months ago to closing one month ago to now it's getting punted again. When, uh, you know, I think at a certain point when the deal just keeps pushing is what you call it, or slipping, whatever you want to call it. When do you reach out to other people in that organization, despite knowing that that person that you're that you've been dealing with as a decision maker um, might get irritated with you, would you advise them to just after a certain point just say, "Hey, it doesn't matter now because it almost seems like the deal is lost. I might as well reach out to other people in the organization and see if I can you know, pull this thing through." You know, things are getting held up because you haven't proven the value of what you're selling. Yeah. You haven't quantified the dollars that they they need this product because they want to make money or save money. And you haven't quantified it enough for them to say yes to it. Somebody else did a better job than you did. That's what the issue is. You're you're a, a fulfillment guy, right? You've been on mm-hmm. procurement meetings. What goes on in there? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Some Sometimes procurement is basically sitting on a deal, waiting for you to drop your pants, right? So they know uh, they want they want what you're bringing to them, but they also maybe it takes nine months to see any return. But after that, they'll be with you forever. And they also know during this economic hard times that they've got the little probably a little bit of the upper hand, and they want they want reps to, to feel the heat. You know, I know when I was dealing with um, a contract just, uh, uh, I don't know, probably six months ago or maybe nine months ago, um, I sort of gave the, the rep a little heat. And I even um, found he called a couple people in our organization that he was friends with and was in a complete panic. And I was like, got him. And I, at the same time, I, I was using that sort of as a way to make sure I got the right deal that fit inside our budget. Um, and he wasn't budging on any price and sort of had the upper hand. So 
I was able to turn the power a little bit back and we got, we came to a compromise. It was a better compromise rather than, hey, you need to renew and you need to renew at this price or, or you're never going to get anything. So uh, procurement's purely in to save money, right? So they're going to do whatever they can. Well, if you're in a situation where you got someone, then, you know, somebody didn't do a good enough job providing value, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. All right. So anything else we want to talk about this topic? I think we've beaten it to death with a chain. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm just looking at the time, and it looks like we may have ran out of time. So we're going to have to bump Matt Grover to another date. So Matt, I I know you're on mute right now. I'm sorry. Um, We got to bump you. I, I hope that pedicure is all right. Wait, he's getting a massage now. On so you can complain and stuff like that um, and embarrass us. So I apologize that we're going to have to bump you from the show and we'll hopefully catch you next time. With that, Pete, um, any last words of wisdom? Yes. Look both ways when you cross the street, Carney. Okay. All right. Cue the music. Chicka wow, bow wow, Things just ain't the same for gangsters. Quotas is changing, increments raising. New major teams, new names and faces. Pete Jansen's had another hip replacement. But the strangest things can happen with passion when you stop gapping the way that you have it. Start replacing excuses with action. Pretty soon you know your book like Cecil knows fashion. I've seen him come, I've watched him go. Like they had two jobs, make money, promote. Watch them dress up when they came to work Slinging source and screens and talent at work And the ones who don't, just sad to see They must think hope is a strategy They come to work to collect the check But real gangsters never settle for 100% Everywhere that I go I see people I know Who will do what you want They're the ones we promote They know they run the show When they pick up the phone They're breaking the mold They're the ones we promote Things just ain't the same for haters The naysayers, the minimum wagers Cry when you disrupt the homeostasis Hit the minimum on a regular basis But the A players are different and it's funny It's like they're working for more than just money They keep running like they're winning a race And they don't worry about the rule of 78s I've seen them come, I've watched them go Busy making moves, others staying afloat Watch them innovate while you say it's tough While you struggle with your numbers and try to keep up And the ones who don't, just sad to see They just end up another casualty I come to work wearing orange and blue Skinny tie tailored suit like Donahue Everywhere that I go I see people I know Who will do what you want They're the ones we promote They know they run the show When they pick up the phone They're breaking the mold They're the ones we promote